Stress are you taking the, the mess, uh, depression? All of this is just for the interview only. Does a forfeit result guarantee admission? It does not actually guarantee. But if you get 3.9, no chance at all. All the all of my batchmates are all four flat students. So if you get 3.9, 3.0, even lower, so competitive that if you get lower than 4.0, you have zero chance at all. If you want to study medicine, think again, think twice. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Joining me today is a brilliant and handsome student. Doctor, Intel scholar, and a friend. Welcome, Tang Chin Yo from University of Malaya, UM. Yo, hello, uh, Jin Yang bro. So, how are we doing? I'm actually doing fine. You know, like, I'm actually enjoying my sleep right now. So, I'm actually doing this podcast, you know, just to share about university life to what's other parents and students, lah. How about you, bro? Yeah, yeah, same lah. I'm so same break uh, chilling after uh, chilling after a stressful exam week uh, and also study week. Do you manage to get enough sleep or not before you start your exams? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I barely have a very good sleep uh, during the study week and, and, and exam week because too many things to cope. La. The studies, the past paper, exam format, everything need to cover. So yeah, stress. Like everything coming together, right? it's like trying to cope. Like yeah. There's all the stress. Now, just accumulate in my brain. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, we will start the podcast. So our first section will be University of Malaya Life. So my first question towards my friend then is why do you choose to study medicine at University of Malaya? Okay, so um, I will answer the first part of this question, which is why I'm interested in medicine. So uh, basically why I'm interested in medicine because I, first of all, I am interested in science, especially in biology. Whenever, whenever I get in touch with like uh, biology, especially in the human bodies or the anatomy or anything related to um, the medical field, it really draws my interest in it. And besides my brother is... Uh, my brother is currently a medical student in Unimas and I always heard a lot of good things from him about his life as a medical student. So that was also one of the factors that draws me my interest in this course. Aside from that, my uh I, I remember there's one time where I've uh I uh visited my friend's fa- uh, my friend's father who is a doctor as well for a project i interviewed him and what i see what i see what i saw from him is uh he was he was very determined he's very dedicated enthusiastic and i feel like he's very and he's enjoying his job very much and uh he's although this job is stressful but he's still he's still enjoying the job he's he won't he has that I, I, can, I didn't see a, a grief in, in him, you know. So uh, that actually draws my interest as well uh, to study medical course. Uh. As, 
for the part two of this question, why I want, how, why I want to study UM? You already know uh, UM is the top university, eh? top, top one university in Malaysia. Who wants want to, want to study there? Okay. Uh, besides, uh, I also, I also uh, like the, you know, the facilities. And when I was, uh, when I was doing my homework on, uh, on, you know, uh, studying the uni which university I, I want to pursue my studies in. Uh, when I saw University of Malaya, I was actually very impressed because University of Malaya has uh, a lot of uh, facilities and there's a, uh, there like um, the healthcare facilities, the public facilities like the gym, swimming pool, and a lot of things. Uh, and I feel like uh, University of Malaya is has a very good uh, study environment which actually uh, is very suitable for medical students like me to uh, you know have a better study condition uh. so yeah this is why i choose university malaya as uh, my preference university yeah i mean i actually also i also like other university but uh, UM draws my interest the most, uh. so this is, this is why I choose UM. Uh, I actually can see yes from your voice, you're actually very passionate about it. Even though it's your separate, it's supposed to happen. Yeah, sadly nowadays, I mean, I mean now the pandemic uh, cannot go back. Uh. Very sad. So I cannot, uh, I, can, I cannot actually have experience the uh, life at the University Malaya. So hopefully the pandemic can end soon and I can quickly go back and experience it. Yeah. Oh, I also the same thing for you. So I'm also studying in USM, so it's fun. But I want to go, I actually managed to go back there for one semester and it was actually quite fun. But I hope next semester I'm able to go back. Uh, I think the life there is very fun at UM also. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> I think that summarizes our first question pretty well. So once again, thank you, thank And my second question okay. is, what's the difference between studying well, um, actually, there is, there's still some, there's still uh, a difference like, as compared to other universities. So, um, basically, uh, I compared my university with uh, my brother's university, which is Unimas. So, uh, the medical course at UM is MBBS, which stands for Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery. So it's two bachelors in one course. So it is like an additional one. And also, uh, and also for information, uh, University Malaya's medical course is accepted, is recognized by Singapore. So if you want to, uh, if you want to uh, work as a doctor in Singapore, you don't actually have to uh, undergo any process of uh, you know, go and take exam or go and uh, request for the work permit or whatsoever. You just have to go there and uh, you automatically be approved. Lah. So it is like an advantage. And also, uh, one thing which I feel special about uh, University Malaya's medical program is actually 
you have you actually able to learn the clinical and practical skills at the first year. So um, although now pandemic, I can't go, I can't learn it. Uh, I can't learn it face to face. Uh, but I still able to learn, learn it online, where it is also it's not as effective as face to face, but at, at least I'm able to uh, get the theory, the basics on how to hand, how to, um, uh, how to manage all of these clinical things or the practical things like that. Whereas for other university, my brother's university, Unimas, um, he only start, he only started to learn the clinical skills starting from uh, year three. So for me, uh, if you have the basics already start since the first year, it will be like easier for you to like um, proceed the clinical studies or the you can it is more easier for you in the ward uh, during the clinical sessions uh, because you already have the basic you have the theory so as compared to other inside Unimas uh, if you start learning if you start learning uh, the clinical skills in year 3 just start from year 3 I think it's like drags it, it's kind of slow and it drags the whole like whole program uh. so I think it's less effective uh. but uh, yeah and one thing about uh, University Malaya's medical program is uh, there's a professional paper every year so it it's, sounds stressful uh, actually uh, this this the difference uh, for the medicals program of UNC Malaysia as compared to others uh. Basically, I, I believe it's like basically uh, it's more practical and it's more it's quite challenging. Uh, I can yeah, yeah, because you're not only learning the theories of you're not only learning the medical knowledge. You know, you're learning the clinical. Uh, skills the, the basic clinical skills so the time you reach year three you already know the theory the basics on how to hands-on on the clinical examination so it is more easier yeah. it is like playing sports la. you need to be fluent to be able to play sports you know it, yeah how to play the theory like you actually have to practice it practice yeah it. yeah it's yeah correct like it's just like you go and play ping pong ah is you go and learn ping pong then the first and second year you learn how uh learn the types of uh racket the types of uh ping pong ball the types of uh, kind of how to uh the how to you know the theory and everything the phys the physics of the ping pong sports then the third only third year you start to play ping pong uh, then it's too slow already so this is the, like the concept yeah right there, uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that sums up our second question pretty well. So my third question to you, Tang, is Dr. Tang, what do you study as a UM medic student? Um, I think on overall, what we study is like uh, almost, a, I think it's same as the other universities. Huh? So um, we, there's, you're going to, you, you can't, you're not going to believe uh, 
we the medical the medical course the medical program has a very wide variety of topic we have to cover yet study but uh yeah only some of the topics are like a very common question in which will be featured in an examination whereas the others is like they they are they will be featured as well but it's like not very common but you know everything's uh the the syllabus includes all of these topics for reason uh, because uh, all, all most of these topics are actually useful for our uh for our future as a medical doctor so what i basically learned is about like anatomy physiology pharmacology and uh, pathology where anatomy is you learn about the body parts and physiology is you learn about the the physics the physics of um, how how a body how uh, some particular organs or uh, like a body system reacts to certain situation and pharmacology is uh, learning about the drugs and medicine how it works and the pathology is learning about the, the disease of a particular system and you also learn some topics like so we we actually we have uh for for our for our first year we actually have several blocks uh, and each block we actually have a several specific topic for that particular block for example musculoskeletal block we have um to learn orthopedics and rheumatology and for the cardiovascular block you have to learn about cardiology so yeah that goes on for the other kinds of block huh? well, this is so yeah it's actually quite a lot uh, i can see is it like a like a high encyclopedia of like medical knowledge like that i mean <laughs> uh it's kind of but you know because we are just uh, we are just learning, we are just the uh, starting to be a general practitioner. We are not specialist, so we are just learning uh, like fifty percent of the the uh, what are the, the block uh, like cardiology. We are just learning fifty percent of it. If you want to specialize in cardiologies, then you have to learn more great details. Basically, the whole encyclopedia of the cardiology thing uh, when you specialize in uh, you go and study the specialist uh. oh uh, I don't actually have the I don't actually have uh, paper notes uh, because I actually drop down my notes I actually study with uh, my iPad and also my computer uh. So, uh, but I can I can tell I can tell you very confidently, yeah. Um, oh, one block at least, uh, at least about I think fifty to sixty lectures, uh. So it a total of more than hundred lectures you need to, uh, you need to cover. Uh. So it's like it's very time constraining and also energy constraining, uh. Yeah, energy and my glucose are uh, all run out. Yeah, <laughs> luckily, you have enough fat to burn, also. Uh. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> wait.
Okay, I know I'm fat. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I know it's just born. It's, it's, no, it's normal for a human body to have fat, right? It's not saying you're dying your fat. It's just that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so, anyways, uh. actually, I've got a pretty rough idea. So, my next question right now is, what's your student life in University of Malaya, and how busy are you on a daily basis? Hmm. So, my. I, my student life, I think I can say it's kind of busy because I, I'm not a very good, like very top student at my amongst my batchmate. La. So I can say I just like a mediocre, uh, above mediocre like that. So uh, I'm, I can say I still have time to do sports, spend time with my family members and uh, like swiping the social media but if if, a, if like a student is really what determined to get a top scholar or whatsoever it means least then that really puts a lot of effort you really have to study you have a very good time management you have to study very hard in order to achieve that lah. so my student life is I can say it's pretty good I also able to uh, take part in some uh, university events so yeah I can say it's pretty nice la. so it's like a balance enough life for you la. yeah balance la. I, I still have I, I still have time to do the the lashes la. not not like I mean uh, there are some of my batchmates they are very they have, they have like study all day they didn't attend any events that I, I, I feel this kind of life is pathetic la. So I prefer like you do uh you you do really well in your studies, but uh you are not neglecting all of these uh social activities, all these uh, you know the leisures. At least your life will not be uh pathetic as the only as the ones that only uh studying all day. My goodness, that one, uh, uh, I'd rather go sleep in a coffin. I'd rather dig my own grave, yeah. I dig my own grave, you know. I'd rather you know, than just study all day. Like, it's crazy, man. For me, like, my life is basically almost like yours. I have uh, events, like club events. I also do, like, you know, right now, like, during my studies, I also do tutoring and so chess tutoring and so So it's like I have to balance between a lot of them. Uh. So I yeah. think it's more interesting, you know, it brings out the flavor of the university student's life. Yeah. So I could say, yeah, actually quite balanced, so I actually admire that. Because I heard a lot of stories like you said just now, people studying all day until I get stressed out like that. Yeah. Even some of our friends have uh, anxiety taking medicine for it. I feel it's so, it's so uh, heartbreaking to listen to this kind of stories. Uh. Stress until taking the uh what just the meds uh depression medicine that controls the mood. Oh my goodness! I feel like it shouldn't have lah. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope they have a better experience. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you're not going to believe how competitive is the study environment. You're going to be very overwhelmed by how how good the you know how competent the how good how competent how excellent the uh my our our batch is going to be because you know since UM is very is top in in Malaysia, it draws the interest of most uh of the best uh students from best medical students from all the country. So you you you, you already can know uh, the the students it, since it's so hard to enter the what the what the successful applicants are surely one of the best elites one of the elites from all the country. So you have if you in order to like co uh, catch up with them you have to have a very good time management you have to study yeah, you cannot like just play games all day. Surely you get behind, very behind of all of them. They have very good. I mean, in terms of studying, in terms of social activities, the management, social skills, everything, they are all at a very top level. So, I can say it's very competitive. So it's basically, basically you're fighting against like I don't know, like the elites of the elites, the cream of the crop, lah. Yeah. At least you have you. If you can't be the best, at least you have to stay at their pace, right? You cannot like way behind all of them. This sounds not sounds not very good, right? I mean, it is relative. Uh, you can compare yourself to yourself. I don't like comparing myself to other people because at, at the end of the day, there's always people that will be better than you, no matter what. So that yeah. gives you unwanted stress. Yeah, but um, at least you have to stay at a pace where the average, most uh, most of the of my batchmates did lah. So at least you you cannot like do very bad in your studies. You have, you still have to maintain at a normal range. So this is what I mean. Lah. At least not to be overcompetitive lah, but at yeah, exactly, exactly. So the first question, fun virtual experience. I don't think virtual, virtual, uh, virtual what? Virtual experience is fun because uh, you don't have a chance to meet your face face to face meeting with your batchmates. You can only like get get in touch with them on we are online, and you know we are not friends online friends for one whole year it is kind of boring actually so i don't think it's fun and uh, a lot of events are less a lot of events are unable to be conducted so there are less events available so for me it is a bit disappointed la. it's kind of boring and disappointed not able to uh, really experience a university life and my biggest regrets are is actually uh you mean biggest regrets on studying in UM or no, overall, anything like basically anything. Biggest regrets uh, 
actually I have no regrets lah. Just I'm just disappointed on the current situation. But the trials, I think um, studying online and studying online at least enables me to have more time to spend with my family members. I am I'm able to teach my I'm able to spend time with my family members, have fun with them, and also my brother, my younger brother is going to sit for uh, is going to sit for IGCSE examination uh, in a few months later. So I have time to teach him. I'm glad I'm able to help him on his studies. Uh, so this is one of the trials. Uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's my part as a, one of the family members and also as a brother, right? Oh, okay. But hopefully, you know, we can go back to our university life, you know, our normal campus, campus life. Yeah. So, that sums it up for University of Malaya life. So, are you ready for our second part, admission into UM? Bring it on. Come on, man. Alright, I think you still have the spirit in you. Okay. So, Tang, <laughs> what are your pre-university results and way results? So, uh, my... I get a uh, four flat for both. So I was studying in matriculation and I got four flat in both uh, semester one and semester two. My work results is kind of disappointing, but I think is uh, I think I, I accept it, uh, band four. You talk like a band six student, you know? Damn, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, and you know I've made the minimum requirement band four. That's enough, really. No need to like end band five or what. Go and repeat the whole. What go and repeat the band? Go and take a what ah? What what is that? Band retake the what the the band uh which will take part uh, which will be uh conducted every month. Uh, Yeah, I forgot what the hell is there really. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me it's not necessary. Uh, except if you get band three, then you have to retake the whole mod uh, Then so band four, okay, no need to care about it. Really. Just proceed. Actually, I also kind of stress, you know, I also feel, oh no, I just got a band 4. I aim a band 5, but where, where, who knows, I failed. I just got a band 4. So I was quite one. I was quite worried. I was quite worried whether if I'm able to get an interview or not. So I go in. <laughs> Luckily, uh, a, a lot of my students say, I have no need to worry. Confirm, uh, band 4, you, your criteria, meet, confirm, can, go. Go just apply, confirm, get interview. So I just go up, uh, just you know, here, yeah, just go and apply. Then, oh, nice, get interview. Just go for it, learn, learn, be scared. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not competent enough. No, if you no. sing that to yourself, you're not never going to step out of your comfort zone. Oh, this is just for the if it's the interview that determines you whether you are eligible to study in 
it matches the medical cost or not. So it's basically like a filter, lah. So basically, they want yeah. the, the results, and then the web will be like a filter to get the interview first, right? Yeah, exactly. So actually, that leads me to my second question: Does a forfeit result guarantee admission? Does a forfeit result guarantee? Um, it does not actually guarantee, but if you get forfeit, you call you don't have to worry about uh, not having a chance to get an interview. But if you get 3.9, definitely no chance at all. Because if you get uh, less than 4.0, if you get, if you get less than 4 flat, you actually, I, I can say uh, most, even if SDPM, uh, all, the, all of my batchmates are all 4 flat students. So if you get 3.9, 3. or even lower, 3.8, which barely meets the requirement, it is still yet to be enough because it's so competitive that if you get lower than 4.0, you have zero chance at all. I can say zero chance. So it's still quite competitive, like less than 4.0 yeah. is like not a lot of chances. Huh? Yeah. Even if you get 4.0, you still have to meet a lot of criteria in order to, you know, uh, Get into you not get into in order to be to secure a seat for an interview. Interview only. Exactly, exactly. That, that is really, that is a really competitive environment. I just realized this. Yeah, not as easy as you think, you know. <laughs> uh, I thought it was easy. I, I knew like a lot of my friends were talking about like, and like, like, even Nokia was talking about like, a lot of them talking about this. So I was like, hmm, it must be competitive, like only like 4.0 must be. So I was like, just trying to confirm that. Like, was this true? Of course. Of course, of course. Um, 4.0 does not guarantee, but you confirm. I mean, you won't. Uh, you if you if you get 4.0, you have a you confirm will have a chance to secure a slot for interview. That's what I can, I can uh, guarantee about. Yeah, that's good. So I think that summarizes our first question. So our second question is: Like, how do you arrange your new course selection? So um, for medical course, you can only apply for the first four choice. So there are 12 choices for UPU. Then you only can uh, put medical course medicine in the top four of your UPU list. And the remaining is like the other course, except for the ones that need the interviews. Uh. So um, for me, I just I just thought about the first four choice actually, uh, because the, the other, the remaining five to the remaining fifth to twelfth choice I put engineering, so I just don't want to talk about it. So the first choice, of course, uh, for me, I put UMST Malaya as the first choice and UNIMAS as the second choice. Um, UPM and USM as third and fourth choice. So why I put so? Because first of all, UM is my dream UMST. So I put UM as a first choice because of my dream UMST. 
and uh, and also I believe that my criteria, my I meet my uh, uh, my results, my BMAT results, my uh, my uh, academical results are uh, met the requirements, met the criteria of the of the uh, enrollment for University of Malaya Medical Course. So I just go for it first choice medical course uh, in University of Malaya. For second choice, I play safe. I just I put the university. I don't put uh, top universities because I know some of the top universities they only uh, allocate students who put their uh, first choice as that university like UKM, USM, UPM. I mean, for UK, especially UKM. UKM is also one of the top medical schools in Malaysia. So if you put like second choice as UKM, it is very hard for you to get a secure seat for UKM medical course. So um, for me, because Unimas is Unimas is like it's not very top in Malaysia, but it's also uh, it's also a medical course, right? As long as I get a medical course, it's okay for me already. So for me, uh, I put Unimas as a second choice because it is it has a higher chance for me to uh, to get secure a slot if I fail to. Uh, secure slot for UC of Malaya. So the third and the fourth choice, it, the third choice I put UPM because one of my seniors, one of my seniors is uh, uh, UP, is also one uh, is also UPM uh, medical student and he enters the UPM medical course via his third choice. He put UPM as his third choice and he got the offer. So I think he still have a slight chance of securing the seat for, uh, for UPM if you put the choice. So I just go for it. And fourth choice, I just simply uh, put any UST like USM. So uh, basically, basically Unimas and uh, Unimas UPM are just basic guarantees for you. Like yeah, of yeah. I, feel, I feel more confident for these two, uh, Unimas and UM. As long as you get the course, you're able to do what you want, you're happy enough, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I believe that so well. And that, so, our next question is, so, what is the process of securing an MBBS spot in UM? You mean, what do I do, or? Like, the process, you have to start with, like, an examination first, right? Something. Yeah, so, basically, um, you have to, First of all, you have to get uh, you have to meet the minimum requirement where you have to get band four at least in MOAD and you have to get four point zero in uh your uh in your examination in your academic examination like the PSBM in metrics and also STBM in uh, uh, uh four in STBM and also you have to, for A levels you have to get also get four A's in uh, A levels in order to uh, meet the requirement, minimum requirement, in order to meet the requirement. Although the requirement state 3.8, the minimum requirement state 3.8, but no chance 3.8. So I, I can I just have to say minimum you have to get for four flat. If not, don't hope for UM. Then uh for yeah one thing you have to bear in mind is your uh 
co-curricular marks has to be at least 9.9. But for me, uh, my advice is you uh, try to get full marks in your co-curriculum uh, activities. So that, that for you, that's, that for you can uh, have a higher chance. Uh, I mean. And your BMAT, BMAT, uh, you have to pass your BMAT. Uh. So uh, I, I think you, you're going to mention about BMAT later, right? Uh, because it's kind of, it's kind of a very large scope. So maybe if you ask later, I will just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, and uh, after you've completed your BMAT, you pass your BMAT, you you got an interview. You have to pass the interview in order to uh, secure a seat for UMMBBS. So yeah, that's all. Mm. The next will be a BMAT, right? Like BMAT, pass BMAT. BMAT. Interview. Interview, pass, then you have only you have eligible. Actually, if, if you, if you uh, fail your interview, you're still able to go for uh, direct intake where you have to pay, uh, pay more, a lot more to study UM medic. Yeah, exactly. So, so for UPU intake is government subsidized ninety five percent. You just you just have, you just have to pay nine uh five percent of the tuition fee. But whereas for the direct intake, you have to pay full in order to study. So basically, so how basically it's basically you fail, you have to go direct intake, which is yeah expensive. And do you see some people do it in your courses or? Only about I think about uh, 50 students direct intake but even if direct intake the application process is still very competitive there's still a, even if it is uh, direct intake there's still a lot of students uh, apply for it so it is not easier it, as for direct intake no, no way you can't escape it yeah. it's just constant yeah. you think you, you think you paid uh, 300k you can already study in a top university in Malaysia but no you can't you have to you still have to undergo a very tough process of interview very competitive interview in order to secure a slot so basically the process is very long right? and it's yeah. very long. I can see it's not for the fate of partner you have to be mentally prepared first exactly exactly <clears throat> Oh, come on, man. Let's go on. Actually, my BMAT experience is, I think, is same as most of the candidates for the BMAT examination. Huh? The, the, the questions are very hard. 
is so thought-provoking and it is uh, the time given for the exemption is so short that you barely have enough time to even finish reading the whole passage and couldn't answer the question. So it is very hard and uh, it is, what, what can I, so uh, what, what can you say? So my experience is uh, I only able to finish, there's about uh, 35 questions in part A, part B there's 27 questions, part C is essay writing. For part A it's super hard where I only have time to finish about uh, 25 questions like that. Unsure it is true or not. And the remaining 10 questions, I just simply pick an answer because no time at all to, you know, it's so hard that I barely have enough time to finish the whole paper. <laughs> Whereas for the second paper, because the first paper is more on a logistics kind of thing, logistics and comprehension, reading comprehension. So it's so hard that they only give 30, uh, one hour for 35 questions. So it's definitely you have to be very, you have to read like super fast and you have to really understand the whole passage in order to you know, able to answer the questions. Whereas for the paper, the part B of the paper is more about uh, scientific knowledge. So for me, it is more easier. It's easier. I'm going to finish it on time. Although it's only 30 minutes, it's 27 questions. But I think it is still uh, I'm still able to finish the paper in time. Whereas for, paper, for part C is essay writing. It, uh, it, it's, it you are given three questions. We have answered one of them, and you can only write about hundred and twenty words maximum. So yeah. Yeah, you think a lot, but you have to think a very hard, but you think very fast. You have to be very, uh, you have to think very hard and very fast in order to solve the question. But normally, this the uh, normal uh, average student, average candidates like us are uh, just only able to solve like 20 plus questions. Only the very uh, prodigies, super, super, super prodigies can solve all questions in under 60 minutes. Basically, yeah. I believe, like, basically, it is you have to be, what I can summarize is like, you have to be fast enough and also you have to be deep enough. So it's like, exactly, exactly. That, that is a very challenging exam. And also thought provoking, I can say. But for part B, okay, if you study enough, if you if you frequently study for your science subject, I think it's not a problem for you for part B. And part C, um, essay writing, I just give your opinions on a, a particular topic like that. So I think it's kind of still acceptable for me, I think so. I believe from your tone of confidence, it is, you've done it quite well. You've done your best, that's the most important. Yeah. Any tips for juniors who will take the test? Mm, any tips, ah? Uh, for me, um, there's no easy way, lah. You have just, you just have, you just have to 
study for, I mean for the part B you have to keep on studying for the science subject for part A you have to do a lot of past years you have to uh, you have to do a lot of past years and compare if you if you are able to find past years with explained answer that is a bonus but for in my case I in my in in my case I found most of the past papers required which explain answers uh, requires us to subscribe and pay for it so I just uh, I just do the past year past years and just compare the answers without any explanation so after I finish the paper I will compare my answers for the for the ones I did wrong I will find out I will uh, reanalyze the question again and search for inter sometimes search for internet to seek for any possible answers to seek for uh, to seek for the uh, correct answers that for the question so basically just have to do past years and read a lot or read a lot of uh, the scientific knowledge uh, like that for the essay part you just have to do I mean, if your English is, if your English writing is good, then no problem, I think. Yeah. I mean, I just uh just provide what I uh what uh, I did, what I prepared uh. Yeah. Ready for our next question? Yeah, of course, man. Come on. Okay. Now, thank you. We're gonna go. We're gonna kind of forget Bima because you kind of passed me. You passed me, and we're gonna go to the interview station. Now. Yeah. Can you describe your interview experience for me? Hmm. So um, because of the pandemic, we most of the interviews are conducted online, but for UM, the interviews are actually. It's not interview. It's actually like they uh, replace inter online interviews with essay writing and video shooting. So basically, uh, for me, uh, for the UM application, uh, the essay writing is is like is given. You are given a a question. You have to answer. You have to write an essay, which is not longer than uh, two hundred and fifty words. And I've, I, I, not gonna lie, I forgot the question already. So I think it's about like uh, interview, interviewing a patient and talk about his experience on uh, on a particular hospital, about his the service, the treatment plan, and everything. Then I have to write, give my opinion about it. If not mistaken, this is what my my question is, and. It's not easy, I can say. You're given three day. You're given three days to prepare, and you have to finish video shooting. You have to finish essay writing in three days. So, uh, the video sh uh, video shooting is. I'm given two topics. The first, the first one is about the 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 COVID nineteen pandemic on how how uh COVID changed our lives and how we're able to deal with it. And the second topic is about, uh, if not mistaken, it's about the, uh, the Hippocrates oath about, 
the essential of the hypocrisy of which is the uh, like like a health ethics of ethics of medicine for medical students. What the essentials of it? So um, we have to do at least uh, at most three minutes for each question for each question. So um, it's quite it is not easy uh, because you have to you have to you, you cannot like um, pause uh, or like uh, not fluent in your video uh, in, in your speech when you are doing the video shooting you have to be very fluent so you, you have to uh, you have you have to retake and retake and retake until you get a very and you get a perfect shoot but as compared to a live interview face-to-face -face interview I think it is a bit easier because face-to-face -face interview, you you can feel the pressure from facing an interviewer. So this is like, uh, it's you feel the pressure. It's, it's very pressure when you are doing face-to-face -face interview. Whereas for other, for for other university application, uh, the normal one is still they are still using online interview, and you can see it's it's done pretty well, uh, the interviewers, the questions are actually uh, the normal questions that will be asked during most of the interviews, and yeah. So basically, it's done up everywhere and it's not easy. Yeah, like, there's no like such things like to cut pause, cut pause, you have to like take yeah. it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, one go, one shot, no, no editing. Yeah. So it's kind of still still not easy. Like you have to like think of like how am I gonna capture my audience attention? Yeah, you cannot you you cannot like uh okay a very a very good morning. Uh, my name is Ting Ching Yong. No, it's very good morning. I'm Ting Ching Yong. You have to be very confident in your tone. You have to be uh fluent confidence, and you have the energy, have spirit. How long did you actually shoot, shoot How many retakes you took? Like how? Oh my goodness, a lot, a lot. Okay, okay. About I think uh I did about uh almost a few hours on retaking a whole. I take like a few, maybe a few maybe several uh, quite some time to memorize the whole passage and uh if I take a a lot of a lot of hours to retake and retake and retake in order to get a perfect uh, you know, video shoot. Basically, it looks like, I don't know, there's somebody given three days on you, right? Am I right? Yeah. Is it enough? Uh, I can say kind of enough. I'm not sure. Because, it's, yeah, it, I can say it's kind of enough. Lah. Managed to sleep well on these three days. Uh, still okay la. I mean, it's quite stressful, but uh, some somehow, uh, it is not a very good sleep la, I can say. Understandable la, because like you're basically you're, you're almost there already. You're almost at the dream already. Yeah. One last one, one 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 last step exactly. You cannot mess up. 
So you have to do the best. So it's very stuck. It's like when you come so far already, not a lot of people are getting this chance to get an interview also. Exactly, exactly. Thoughts in your mind, like, how am I going to differentiate myself from all these other interviewees? Other people, sorry. Yeah. Wow. So, I think that describes thanks in a real experience pretty well. So, next question What will be the preparations you made for an interview? Um, so, the preparation I made actually, um, I, was, I was a person who is not good in, who is bad at giving speech in front of audience or even just maybe one person, one to one. I also can mess up a lot. So um, what what I did is I actually uh, find some related questions from the internet and I keep on practicing, find ideas, keep on practicing uh, with my family members in front of a mirror. I even consult my brother and also my seniors to get more uh, info, more ideas about the particular question so that uh, you know I'm able to do well in my interviews and also I also uh, also watch a lot of interview videos on how they interview yeah how they interview in order to you know perfect an interview session so there's no there's no possibility people just bring me on yeah if I didn't, if I didn't do any preparation, uh, I I think I am going to mess up, uh, Definitely, even if online interview, I think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to my mouth is going to like, you can see my you, you if you I mean if I'm interviewing without preparation, uh, then you see my teeth like, uh, 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 scattering. <laughs> so you have to basically prepare la. there's no way of oh. like no way to win it, right? Yeah, you have to prepare. You have to practice a lot. Prepare, practice. Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. Good to know that you actually prepare a lot. Yeah. Like, it's not easy, like your preparation is all sounds like you have to research, like you have to consult other people, you have to research. Yeah, go and search internet, go and practice a lot, go and find consult my friend, consult my seniors, consult my brother, practice practice in front of a mirror, practice in front of my family members like that. How long did you actually prepare? How long like what was the time spent? Like few months? Or what like that? Like after I've after after the after I think it's about uh since the start the start of uh MCO last year. So since since the start of MCO one point last year, I already I'm already um, begin begin my preparation for the interview uh, Start to search online questions. Start to consult my seniors. Ask my fr- uh, brother about the tips, ideas like that. Uh, not really because the interview is about uh at the. June and the the MCO starts at I think it's about mid March is it? So it's about two months plus I prepared it. Hey, three 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 months plus or three months plus. That's not also enough, you know, actually. I think 
yeah, I think still, I mean, uh, for, for me is, for me, who is, uh, who is bad at talking in front of audience, I think uh, I need to start earlier. But if a person, if a person has, uh, is, has a very high confidence, is, is, uh, can do well in uh, talking in front of people, I think maybe a few, a, few, a few weeks might do for them, for me, because I know my weaknesses. So I have to be more prepared. I have to uh, be more prepared. Uh, I have to practice more. Uh, more. I have to put more effort. Uh. Yeah. At least if you prepare much, you if you prepare if 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 you prepare much. You, if you like encountered with a similar kind of question, then you have a lot of points, you have a, a lot of ideas to elaborate. So it is much easier for you to like you know uh, pass the interview rather than you not you are not prepared. You go and you go and simply just bluff something that is like uh, it's not it's not you know not good, right? Remember your kids, winning it on the spot doesn't make sense. Uh, you're not going to do it very difficult. You know, you have to be prepared. So, then, as part of the final question about this section about female interview, so could you give some guidelines for juniors taking the interview? For example, what do you think the interviews are looking for? So, um, first of all, in an interview session, you have to show the interviewer that you are really prepared for interview. You ha you ha uh, you have to show them you are polite, you are enthusiasm, you are competent, and you are humble. So, if you encounter with some question, don't relax, stay calm, and uh, answer accordingly. If you don't have enough ideas, then you don't have to bluff or create any nonsense in order to, uh, like. Because the inter because uh normally interview time is about five minutes. If in normal case face to face interview, each session gives about five minutes for interview. So if you if you are unable to keep on elaborating much, then you just end uh at the it just just end it end the interview just that that's all. Even if you took maybe like one minute and a half or two minutes, very short time. Just end it because if you keep on elaborating, you will make the interview. You will make the interviewer feel like you are, uh, you are like, uh, you like to, you like to bluff a lot. Right? Yeah, sometimes you, a lot of nonsense. Uh, interviewer f uh, feel like it's kind of boring to listen. Oh my god, all of this nonsense. You keep on repeating the points or what, talking non-related points. This not good. Okay. And you have, next, you have to show that you are you're willing to learn. You're willing to accept your mistakes. Like sometimes, if like uh, if the interviewer asks you something which is which you don't know, which you haven't heard before, like some medical terms you haven't heard before, then you don't have to you don't have to lie about oh this this one or oh, this is this this one that 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 no. If you don't know, just say you don't know. Right? 
I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, interview, doctor. I'm sorry, doctor. I, uh, I don't actually understand this thing. But um, I'm sh I will find out after the interview uh, like that. Make make the interviewer feel you are, or even though if you don't know this, you still have to. You still want to learn. You still you have the enthusiasm. You have still humble. You don't uh, and one thing is you don't brag about how good you are. The interviewers don't give don't care on what how good you are. Not how good I mean how how on your bragging skills I mean. The interviewers don't care about how good you are brag. They just want to see how they just want to see uh on your how how good you are in terms of your communication skills, your competency, your knowledge, but not you bragging about uh, maybe, or oh, I'm, you don't have to brag like, oh, I am a leader, president, or whatsoever. No, no point, uh, the interviewers are not interested in this. Uh. So talk what is needed, talk the important things, uh, and don't talk very fast. Uh. You talk very fast, you make the individual think that you are nervous, you're rushing, you know. Just stay calm, talk slowly, no need to use the English, the British accent or whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So that's all. Right. Okay. Um so I am going to talk uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I summarize maybe like if you don't mind. If you correct me if I'm wrong. So, yeah. uh, during an interview, think like a mini skirt, okay? Keep it short and simple. Yeah. Don't drag it out for too long. You're not cooking a pasta. Pasta takes quite a long time to cook. Yeah. And basically, have the right attitude. Yeah, the right attitude. Straight to the point. Don't yeah. brag. Don't laugh. Don't lie. Honest. Be honest. Be humble. Be enthusiasm. Make the individual think that you are you are eligible, you are willing to learn, you are willing to, you have the competence, you have the competency to uh, study in medical course. Because in the end, you know, when we come out to society, right? So society mm. has always given us the same thing. You don't care yeah. more, just prove us right first. Then we want to talk. Exactly. <coughs> I believe that, yeah, also, basically, there's no shock, no, sorry, don't hard sell like basically like what Tang say. Just be who you are. Just act normally. Just act normally. Yeah. Talk normal. And don't and one thing uh, don't be too serious. Uh. Don't be uh like just have a normal conversation with the interviewer. That's all. No need to oh very strict professor uh thank you very much, Professor Chan or whatever. Just like Hi, Professor. Uh, just make it like a normal conversation, a friendly conversation. That, that will do. No need to. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Oh my goodness. That is too formal. Uh. Yeah. It's like me, uh, me and you having a talk right now. Uh. Yeah, exactly like that. No need to be very formal. I mean, you have to have uh, you have, everything has to talk, have to be uh, moderate, in a moderate. Uh, because even, even if you're and don't, I mean, don't be too, uh, like, like, uh, like too friendly kind of style. Don't be too serious or don't be too friendly. 
be moderate. The part you have to be serious, you need to be serious. The part you have the friendly, the part you don't have to be serious, you just act normally, just talk normally like that. Yeah, a moderate. So I think that ends our session for the PMA interview. Hopefully, this helps out most of the students. Hopefully, all the students that go up to the PMA and the course, no matter which public university, UM, USM, or UDMAS, you know, yeah. for it. Now, we're going to come to our second last part, which is part four Survival in the War Wild Forest of University of Malaya. So, Meg, how do you manage to survive studying medicine at UM? Mm. <laughs> well, I think uh, UM is very tough. The syllabus is very tough. Not re I mean, medical course is very tough regardless of the university. So how did I survive is, of course, attending uh, the social events, those leisures, spend time family. That keeps me... Uh, that keeps me... Uh, well, that keeps, keeps me motivated to keep on uh, con continue in this course. Basically, just be who you are. Yeah. Don't overstudy. Don't overstudy. Exactly. I mean, even if you score A plus plus, uh, if after you graduate you be a general practitioner, what you need is just the like, clinical skills. You you don't you don't you don't like brag to your patient. I A plus plus in my exam, but you, if you don't have the uh, you don't have the competence on the clinical or practical skills, then you is still you're still a useless doctor, right? Most important thing is you have to have a very good social skill. You have to be, be uh, competent in all dimensions, not just studying, education, academics. No, you have to balance out. Academics, yeah, it's important, but you still have to be good in your social skill, your uh, communication skill, everything, your technical skill. That makes you a better doctor. <coughs> I think it's also basically in line with uh, our national education philosophy or FASA for the thing like that. You have to be honest in everything. <coughs> yeah. So I think that pretty much sums up the survival skills. Just be who you are. Relax. Yeah. So next, next, last part of this section. What are the mental preparations needed for this course? So, um, Medical course is not definitely not easy, so you have to really think, think twice before you choose medical course. You have to you need to know your uh your goals, your why you have to why you want to be a doctor, and you have to be mentally prepared lah. Because studying medicine, studying medical course is hard. It's already very mentally burdening. And this, if you have, you're able to cope with the medical studies, which means, I mean, if you're unable to cope with medical studies, you're unable to cope with the, imagine if you are dealing with a patient, which you're dealing with a human life, you know, 
that situation is even mentally stressful, mentally burdened for a doctor. Because you need to be very conscious, uh, you have to be very cautious of what you did, what you're doing in order to save a patient's life. So this is even, ment even uh, mentally burdening. So if you if you if you're going to take this course, you you have to be really mentally prepared. You have to know your your uh, why you are taking this why you want to take this course. Not just it, it's not just a go be a doctor for fun. No 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 fun being a doctor. A doctor is no job. Okay. Yeah. The commitment is quite large, right? Yeah. You have to be very committed. You have to... Uh, I mean, uh, you, have to, you have to be very committed. You have to know why you have to be a doctor just like that. Do you think this is for everyone? Mm, uh, I mean, not everyone. If everyone can be a doctor, then the whole world is full of doctors. Trust me. Because of the, men, the mental uh, strains, the, men, the mental uh, obstacles, this cause a lot of people don't want to be a doctor. Because if you want to be a doctor, you have, it, being a doctor is so stressful. The on-course, uh, uh, the, on the extra working hours, it's not what a uh, normal job. It's not what uh, have in normal in a normal office job. So I can say, um, think what not everyone can be a doctor. So basically, think again. Yeah. <clears throat> So, um, basically, after after finishing the course, you have to um, of course, I have to finish the I have to complete my housemanship and be a medical officer for a permanent MO for maybe three years in order to study, uh, in order to study uh specialist. So, what I plan to do is what I plan to do in the future is I. I wanted to be a cardiologist or maybe a pediatrics. Not sure. Maybe maybe one out of the two choices because I choose cardiologist because um, first of all, cardiovascular disease is one of the leading causes of one of the hottest medical topics in Malaysia or even around the world. So I think uh, I I I wanted to get more into this feel so that I'm able to contribute, help help out in the, for the country, for the world. For pediatrics, um, I think because I actually I like to deal with uh, children's, uh, small kids, so uh, I think pediatrics also suits me a lot. Uh, yeah. So basically, once again, I'd like to also thank you for joining me today on this podcast. So, 
Um, I I think not really. Just if you want to study medicine, medicine is always open for you. But think again, think twice. You have you have to uh, think. I think twice and be sure that you are able to cope with the stress. Be sure you're really it, and you really interested. Not just uh, go medicine is not of uh enjoyable thing for you so i mean it's it is it can be enjoyable but it is not an easy path it's very difficult so i suggest is if you are if you are committed to choose a medical course then do until the end stress until the end and don't forget to enjoy of course but if you're not if you cannot bear with the stress then I suggest is you try other courses. Yeah, but always, but uh, one thing uh, med med medical course always open for all of you. So if you're really interested, just go ahead and apply. And I wish uh, my future, I, I, I wish my juniors to be a successful applicant for a medical course in your know, university. Oh my god, no way. You am more handsome people than me, okay? Yeah, we'll say that there. Anyways, this is all from us. I'm Lee to A uh, I'm Lee from Lee to A Plus and the moderator for today and this is Tang, a future doctor from the University of Nagaya. So once again, bye bye. Thanks a lot, bye.